Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Church of God Central West Region YPE Podcasts. Blessed be the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Today, I welcome one and all to this new podcast series. The subject and title of this series is Our Identity in Jesus Our Messiah. This podcast deals with one of life's most critical and crucial question. Who am I? What is my identity? From a very tender age, we face this question of our ambition and identity. What do you want to become when you grow up better? What is your ambition? As young tender children, we had a lot of answers, something unrealistic most of the times, like becoming a cricketer or going to space as an astronaut or becoming a superhero whatever that may be but as we grew older we became more realistic still remains to carve out a realistic and unique identity in this series we are going to look together and meditate together God's word in an effort to find our identity dear brothers and sisters I am reminded of the old American Indian legend of an eagle growing up in the midst of turkeys you may have heard it once a naughty boy stole an eagle's egg and placed it in a coop of turkey eggs in a turkey farm. At the proper time, the eggs hatched, but one came out as the odd one out. The eagle, unlike the rest of the turkey eggs which hatched around him, grew up as an anomaly. This eagle always desired to fly, but the turkeys around him said, You look different, you are such an oddity. But as turkeys, we cannot fly, so never dream of that. Maybe the mother turkey advised this growing up eagle. I tried flying and I could just over in the air for a few seconds and I came crashing down. We are not called to fly. No capacity to fly. So in the midst of these turkeys, this eagle grew and grew. But they didn't know that it was not a turkey. Something like this happens in our lives also. We grow and cross different stages of life forgetting our identity our purpose 
our destiny. Dear brothers and sisters, have we thought what is our identity and how it is connected to the Lord who granted me the breath of life? Dear brothers and sisters, one short life, it will soon be passed. But if we don't know our identity, if we don't recognize who we are, it's a wasted life. It's a life lived out for different ends with no particular purpose in view. All a mess, a huge mess of a failed life. We don't need that. We don't need to live a purposeless existence disconnected from our Creator. In Ephesians chapter 1, Paul is taking his readers on a journey to reveal who they are in Christ, what is their calling, and what they are meant to be. In this podcast series, we won't go through the whole episode, but we'll focus on the relevant text which describe the identity of every child of God. All those who are listening to me, I would like to say it in this very first podcast itself, that our identity can only be found in Jesus our Lord. We have failed in life because we have placed ourselves in a rat race of life, trying to find our identity in money, in influence, in professional greatness, positions, and all that the world offers, glittering as gold, but rusting away with the passage of time. As Christians, as children of God, as young men and women, let this podcast inspire and challenge us to find our identity solely and wholly in Jesus our Messiah. Come with me to the epistle of Ephesians. While you're listening to this, if you could just open the Bible app or take a physical copy of the Bible and Come along with me to the first few verses of Ephesians. Let me read it with you together. Ephesians 1 verses 1 onwards. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. So here we have the typical Pauline format. A self-introduction, a blessed greeting, and without much ado, Paul jumps into the 
subject matter in the introductory greetings itself we find hints of the unique identity which paul is trying to put forth in this letter paul is calling himself an apostle and he's calling god's people as holy people and as in some other translation saints so dear brothers and sisters paul identifies himself by his vocation by his calling as an apostle which is not his own creation rather it's something which god according to his will as entrusted upon paul that is what we get in the first phrase itself in the second phrase paul is referring to the identity of the readers holy people or saints in ephesus usually the word saints means in some christian or religious context someone who has died and has been venerated as a saint but calling people who are alive as saints seems so off the mark because living people at best can be good humans in some sense yeah he is a good person he is a good person but saints you won't call anyone living as saints because we know most of us and in the eyes of god all of us are no two good issues or two great saints we are humans we must be realistic humans with all its baggages all its drawbacks with its sinful passions we can be no saints leave alone being saints of any great rank or quality at best we are saints in the gutters bellowing living life in our own terms which is always displeasing to our creator in this pursuit of identity we must understand without christ our identity is a mess of a sinful past guilt filled present and the future which is filled with darkness in the abyss of a godless existence in eternal hell our identity without jesus our messiah is so dark and scary so dim and gloomy because as children of adam we have failed our creator we have rejected him we have rebelled against him and we have chosen an existence a life without him divorced from him cut off from his presence and we have said we don't need god we don't need to depend on him on a sovereign creator we choose life without god and we end up in a place where god's presence cannot be experienced called hell and in all 
practical reality and for all practical purposes our life becomes hell without god in such a dark and dread instilling backdrop we must see the beauty of our identity in Christ Jesus here i bring to close the first in a series that deals with our identity in Jesus our messiah Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Church of God Central West Region YPE podcasts. Blessed be the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to this series titled Our Identity in Jesus Our Messiah. In the first of this series, we looked at how crucial it is to answer the question of our identity also we looked at how terrible it is to have an identity without god and its consequence of an eternity under condemnation a godless eternity a christless identity in the present will always lead us to a godless eternity in eternal hell for that we were not created for that is not our purpose or our calling it is something which we were not made for what we were made for we attain as we understand our identity in Christ dear brothers and sisters in this particular podcast we are going to look at some of the basic misconceptions that prevent us pr- from recognizing and realizing our identity in Christ for that come with me to Ephesians 1:3 as we delve deeper into the heart of the matter the verse goes like this If you can read along with me Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing even in the heavenly places in Christ This is something we must really look into because most of the times we are not as I tried to put in the last podcast in a pursuit of a godless identity but rather we want an identity with god in the picture but god only as an assistant who fulfills and helps us accomplish our deepest deep seated desires and longings we have a lot of dreams and we need god as aladdin needed a genie to fulfill all our whims and fancies to get the best life best job best life partner 
best education best promotion best in life oh how much we need god we pray for that we seek and we have this special word blessing and we understand blessing in a very narrow sense especially based on the old testament understanding of the word and meaning of the word which god intended for the israelites here in ephesians paul is writing a letter to a group of people who consist not only of israelites but a mixture of jews and gentiles a special chosen group of people formed as a result of the death of christ on the cross this new people which we will understand further into this meditation are recipients of a unique kind of blessing and remembering this blessing and the greatness and immensity of this blessing paul is now in a posture of praise and thanksgiving an offering of gratitude and worship just thinking of all the great very many blessing found in Christ Jesus for God's people here let me bring you to a great correction that we all need because we have misunderstood blessing because we have been given a distorted picture of blessing see here the blessing is so unique it is a blessed identity found in a person it is blessing in christ it is unique in its location it's not a blessing found in some foreign land full of snow or in some deposit in the bank or in some particular position in a mnc or in a particular admission in a particular university it's not something which we really aspire or dream about it's a blessing found in a location out of this world located in heavenly places in christ it's a blessing which is very unique when we seek for earthly material physical blessings this verse speaks about a spiritual kind of blessing and this blessing is not a limited kind limited to our time or age or our need this blessing is all encompassing this blessing is very big in its scope and scale it is termed as every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in christ as i go forward you will understand what i am trying to convey this blessing and its greatness cannot be understood by a natural man a natural man as i told earlier seeks blessing in an earthly sense seeks blessing in a temporal sense located in this earth has to do with its needs and dreams and aspirations has to do with his selfish and self-centered aims and ambitions but here while we discuss 
our identity in Christ Jesus we must understand here the blessing is something very unique and different and this blessing becomes ours through a choice just as in the Old Testament God promised in the Old Covenant to his people of the Old Testament earthly blessings as a reward for faithful covenant keeping and obedience to him in the same way here we see God promising and giving a set of blessing to his new community not because they are obedient but because he wants that to transform them into obedient people i'll put it very simply in a manner in which all can understand in the old covenant obey and obey and obey and do and do and do and you will be blessed in the new covenant you are blessed so you are to obey this distinction we will understand later but i'll bring you to a further distinction which will show that this identity this blessed identity this blessing which we do not esteem much which we do not appreciate much which you do not consider as precious is made as our blessing turns out to be our privilege through a choice in the old covenant in the old testament when we come to deuteronomy chapter 30 verses 11 and 12 we see from verse 11 and all the way till verse 16 god is promising something through moses god is promising blessing based on a choice especially let me focus on verse 15 in verse 15 deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 15 see i said before you today life and prosperity death and destruction here in verse 19 also this day i call the heaven and earth as witness against you that i have said before you life and death blessing and curses now choose life so that you and your children may live here blessing is a choice they can either choose life or death either choose blessing or curse moses is exhorting them choose life choose blessing for the sake of yourself and your children so old in the old testament blessing was a result of a choice in the new testament it is no different our blessing our experience of blessing our identity is a result of a choice can you recollect anywhere in the new testament where we find a similar choice a similar setting of paths a similar setting of two ways 
a way to life and a way to death yes there it is yes it is there in matthew 7 13 and 14 entered through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it but small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life and only few find it just as moses in the old testament after giving the law and the commandments and explaining the promises sets before them two ways of life and death in the new testament jesus sitting on the mountain as a type of moses giving a new law the sermon on the mount declaring his new teachings at the end of the teachings sets before his audience two options life and death but here the promise is not a blessing in the here and now here the choice is between the narrow way and the broad way as we come to a close of this podcast let me tell you if we choose the way of jesus like in the old testament it will not always result in earthly blessings that was in the old covenant when they chose life they chose blessing earthly blessings as a reward for obeying the law but in the new testament here the new moses jesus himself presents before the audience two ways and the choice is ours to find our blessed identity we will have to lose many things to find our blessed identity to find our real blessing we will have to choose the narrow way which only a few will find with these words here i bring to close the second part of our podcast praise the lord welcome to the church of god central west region ype podcasts blessed be the holy name of our lord welcome to the third part of this series of podcasts dealing with the most crucial topic in our christian life our identity in jesus our messiah in the last podcast we looked at this identity as a blessed choice a choice set forth in the words of jesus we contrasted the choice in the old covenant in the old covenant the choice was between blessing and curse life and death in the new covenant it's a spiritual kingdom so it's a spiritual choice israelites by choosing to obey god were choosing a life of prosperity in the promised land in the new covenant it is not so 
even though many people try to mislead us into thinking that new covenant is some kind of an earthly benefit benefit and earthly goodness followed by some heaven added to it no in the new covenant when we come to matthew's gospel chapter 7 jesus is not giving a choice between earthly blessing and earthly loser losing in the new covenant jesus is placing the choice between the narrow way and the broad way the narrow way which leads to life and the broad way which leads to destruction we have to deal with this life transforming or eternity determining question of where we stand confronted by the demands of Jesus Jesus is saying choosing me choosing the narrow way he who is the way the truth and the life is a difficult path full of suffering tough to find hard to travel but with a glorious destiny in this light of the new covenant invitation of jesus we must understand these introductory verses of ephesians god's calling god's choice and the identity in christ which we possess which we receive when we become god's children is not one of an earthly ambition and earthly success rather it is something beyond this world it's heavenly and it is spiritual that is why while introducing and explaining the identity that we have the author paul in verse 3 ephesians 1:3 clearly with perfect clarity tells us that the new covenant blessings are spiritual and heavenly in nature and not earthly and they are available in christ we must understand that the phrase in christ is very much repeated in the new testament i wouldn't go to the numbers but around 164 times throughout the new testament especially in paul's 13 epistles we find this term and in this passage it's repeated time and time again bringing us to a place where we understand that all the blessings all the goodness all the identity that we receive from god that we possess because we are god's children is in the person of jesus christ just like we keep a bookmark in the bible and wherever the bible goes the bookmark goes with it in the same sense when we believe in jesus when we 
are transformed by the gospel when our life is changed in response to god's mercy and goodness we are placed in christ we are included in christ we are never the same again dear brothers and sisters verse 13 ephesians 1:13 and you also were included in christ when were you included when you heard the message of truth the gospel of your salvation when you believed you were marked in him with the seal the promised holy spirit so the point when we are placed in christ is the point when we heard the message of the truth responded to the message of the truth believed in the truth followed the truth and found meaning and purpose in christ in that very moment we were placed in christ dear men and women of god let me ask you this fundamental and basic question are you still after the blessings and the shining glittering things that this world and our present culture offers or are you really longing and panting to know and experience the real blessing found in Christ and the identity which we find in him dear brothers and sisters listen very carefully i am not speaking rocket science i am speaking the most fundamental truth of christianity are you in christ if you are not placed in christ you may be placed in the register of the church you may be placed in a pentecostal or a evangelical denomination you may be placed in a good family you may be placed in a good company you may be placed in a good social standing and setup and standard of life but it amounts to nothing unless you are placed in Christ en Christo placed in Christ Jesus placed in Jesus our messiah included in Christ what a blessed placing what a blessed placement and inclusion that we have in Christ maybe we have been rejected in our homes maybe we are rejected in our peers and peer groups maybe we are rejected in different settings of life but here is the truth of the scriptures on which we can stake our whole life that if we have responded to the gospel if we have heard and believed in the message of the truth jesus in the words of peter first peter chapter 2 verse 4 onwards rejected by men but precious in the sight of the lord the stone which was rejected became the cornerstone and for those who believe this rejected stone which became the cornerstone is precious if jesus is precious to you if the one rejected by everyone in all of his earthly existence rejected in his home rejected in his hometown rejected by the religiosity and religious leadership rejected by 
the law and the rulership of Palestine, rejected by his very own disciples, deserted and left alone in the last hours of his life before the death on the cross. Rejected in every sense, finally being rejected for our redemption by God himself on the cross for those dark hours of Calvary. Rejected in every way and in every sense. Rejected by all men, even when the Lord Jesus on the cross faced and experienced spiritual alienation from God the Father because of our sins as he was dying instead of us. Even in those moments, Jesus was precious to the Father. And even though every one rejected Jesus, he was precious in the sight of his Father. And if we esteem him precious, if we realize and recognize that he is precious, and if we come to him recognizing and realizing his preciousness, we may be rejected by men. We may face inferiority complex in life, identity crisis in life, question marks about our very existence, our purpose and meaning in life. We may have to face million questions and struggles with regard to our identity. But if we come to him and acknowledge his preciousness and his sufficiency, we will be placed in him to be changed forever into a new identity. Dear friends, let these words instill in us a new commitment a new passion for the truth of God's word and His placing us in Christ. May God bless these words. Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Church of God Central West Region YPE Podcasts. Blessed be the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to the fourth podcast in our new series, Our Identity in Jesus Our Messiah. At the outset itself, let me read to you Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Ephesians 1. 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before Him in love. For New Testament believers, these verses are very familiar. But as the saying goes, familiarity 
is not always good sometimes it breeds contempt and lack of grasp of the original meaning here paul is expressing praise worship thanksgiving he is calling god the father of jesus christ as blessed he is ascribing praise to god to the god of the bible to the first person in eternity god the father and he is specifically identifying god the father as the father of our lord jesus christ lord means kurios that is jesus is the master is the one who is in charge the one who is in control the one who deserves and demands complete allegiance from us jesus jesus we know that is matthew 121 the meaning of this name is he will save his people from their sins yahweh is the savior savior from sin christ or christos is a title is a name ascribed to jesus because he is the fulfillment of the messianic expectations of the jews the jewish people were awaiting a messiah a deliverer and a messiah means or christos means the anointed one anointed by god to redeem his people deliver his people they had wrong misguided expectations for political messiah but jesus was a spiritual messiah so here paul beautifully worships the father praises the father at the same time ascribes jesus with honor with messianic messianic title of christ and calls him lord as the one who is in control and under whose lordship the author of this epistle paul himself is subject and why is paul praising god paul is praising god because god has blessed us us means not just paul but every new testament believer with every spiritual blessing we have already seen this is a deep and broad and very profound journey into our identity in Jesus our messiah so before delving entering deep into matters pertaining to the identity paul gives heartfelt heartful honor and praise remembering the spiritual nature of this blessing acknowledging the location of this blessing in heavenly places acknowledging that it is only found in christ and it becomes ours because we are included in christ at the point when we were saved so that is the worship that is the thanksgiving praise part 
in verse 3 in verse 4 onwards paul is launching into various aspects of the identity as i mentioned earlier in the podcast before we will not go into every facet of the identity we will stick to the key facets key points key aspects as revealed in chapter 1 verses 4 to 14 in the span of 10 or 11 verses here we will look in and find our identity that gives us a whole new fresh perspective on life and reorients our life to live it with purpose and meaning in the God intended way verse 4 Ephesians 1 4 just as he chose us in him in whom in Jesus our Messiah in Lord Jesus Christ in Christ in the anointed one he chose who chose God the Father has chosen every believer in Jesus all of us were born to different parents at different times in different locations we didn't choose our parents we didn't choose the place where we would be born the location or the geography it was beyond our control our birth even though premeditated in a sense by our natural parents it was in the will and purpose of God and actually even before we were born in our mother's womb we were born in the heart of God we were found we were actually chosen even before we came into existence even before our parents planned for us even before there was a thought or an idea regarding us in the society where our parents lived long before all that long before creation even before God laid the foundation of the world or in simple terms God created everything out of nothing even before everything that exists came into existence God in his goodwill in his good pleasure in his great purpose with a great goal in his heart the goal of his own glory or in the words repeated quite often in this first chapter what is behind all this why God did all this what is the inherent intended purpose behind this we get one phrase repeated time and time again that is to the praise of his glory to the praise of his glory this is given twice as to the praise of his glory in verse 12 and verse 14 why it was done why this plan why this purpose why this project why this identity to the praise of the glory to the praise of his glory in verse 6 to the praise of the glory of his grace verse 12 in Christ 
would be to the praise of his glory verse 14 to the praise of his glory all that god does he does for his glory for his own sake god doesn't become glorious because we ascribe glory to him because we praise him because we call him blessed he is already blessed he is already glorious and to make his glory known in all his creation with that specific purpose god initiates this wonderful plan before all creation in verse 7 of chapter 2 that purpose is given more beautifully with clarity so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus so in the ages to come in the eternity to come god wants to show the riches of his grace god wants to display us as trophies of his grace as the output of his marvelous purpose so it is all about god's glory from start to end from beginning to the ending and in this pursuit of his own glory for his own sake god chose us in christ we are chosen dear brothers and sisters dear men and women of god we are chosen in christ we are a special people maybe we are rejected by men maybe we are we are rejected in our families maybe people have ascribed us names and ridiculous titles and called us bywords and called us good for nothing and just considered us as pure useless trash but in the sight of god in his plan and purpose we are precious to him because he has chosen us our identity in jesus our messiah is we are chosen in him dear brothers and sisters as we come to the close of this fourth part can we just embrace this identity of ours if we have known christ if the scriptures have penetrated our hearts and if we are transformed by the gospel let me assure you by the word of god you are chosen before the foundation of the world you are precious to him may god bless us all with these words praise the lord Welcome to the Church of God Central West Region YPE podcasts. Hello and welcome to the fifth part of our podcast series Our Identity in Jesus our Messiah. Let me read to you from the Epistle of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 and 5. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we would be holy and blameless before him in love verse 5 he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself according to the kind intention of his will dear brothers and sisters we are meditating on one of life's most important 
truths which has eternal ramifications eternal consequences in this world we go by different identities people identify us differently in our workplaces in our homes in our churches in our societies and places where we connect with others we have variety of cloaks a variety of dresses like an old english poet said we wear with great pride our different cloaks in different settings we wear with pride and we think that this identity these various ways people identify us make us or break us or determine the meaning and value of our life but we are mistaken dear brothers and sisters all such things don't determine or contribute anything to a real identity because our real identity lies in relation to our creator our savior jesus christ in relation to the triune god all the identity that humans bestow upon us are temporary if it is a good identity a good name a good fame sometimes it may last a lifetime but most of the times it is just for a season the same people who call us different good titles and identify us with very flowery languages tomorrow may abuse us and accuse us and malign us so we must never settle for human appreciation human commendations and human condemnations beyond that we must always base our identity on the unshakable truth of god's word here in verse 4 we are looking at one of the very key aspects of our identity in Jesus our messiah this identity this mark of our identity dates back even prior to our birth even prior to creation it is emerging as i would like to put it in the shadows of eternity in the heart of god in the purpose of god before the foundation of the world there is a reason for god to choose us in this special manner the reason is nothing but which that is given in verse 4 that we would be holy and blameless before him in love dear brothers and sisters the purpose of the reason for choosing us is not that we would live our life on our own terms that we would live our life just as we fit just as just as it seems fit to us seems best to us but that we would live our life before him that is the essence of it whether we eat or drink whether we wake or sleep whether we live or die whatever we do wherever we are we are chosen that we would live before him 
in relation to him like once god said to abraham walk before me and be blameless the purpose of choosing us is to be perpetually before him in front of him face to face this reminds me of a illustration that i usually use to convey this truth when a child is put to sleep the mother is always with the child singing the lullaby telling stories and just weaning it to sleep but just imagine the child jolts from the sleep and just comes awake and when looks he can't see his mother and the child will start crying the child starts crying because the child is made aware of the absence of the mother but imagine if the child is unaware and thinks that the mother is absent while all the while the mother is laying with the child mother is on the bed with the child just behind the child if only the child would turn and see the child would see that the mother was always there with the child and it need not cry the intention of this illustration is christian life or a life or the life that a child of god is supposed to live is a life that must be lived in the conscious awareness of god's presence we were chosen to live before him means we were chosen to live in conscious awareness of his presence many times we are not aware of his presence in our life we think of god as some absent being who comes and meets us for two hours at the place of worship no at least in this age of pandemic we know that a place of worship is not essential to experience the presence of god we can experience him even in the privacy of our rooms that does not mean a place of gathering is unnecessary but my point is conscious awareness of god's presence is lost because just like this child we are facing in the wrong direction away from him that's why we are not aware of him we are looking away from him and we need just to turn to him to be consciously aware of him and that is what is meant by being holy and blameless before him it is living in his light being conscious of his presence living in his presence that makes us holy and blameless holiness is god's character god's nature which is imparted to us which is transferred to us as we live in conscious awareness of his presence it is not something that we do and we do not do it is not a list of do's and don'ts it is a life lived in conscious awareness of god's presence i invite you dear brothers and sisters if you believe that you are chosen in him you are chosen for this very purpose to live in a conscious awareness of who jesus is let me bring my words to a conclusion here 
if you are in Christ your identity in Jesus the messiah is you are chosen but we are not aware of this identity because we are aware of many earthly realities around us aware of people around us aware of our critics around us aware of those who ridicule and those who malign us and those who are opposed to us we are aware of many troubling realities around us aware of the virus around us aware of people who intend harm to us but if we have to are to realize this identity in Christ Jesus of being chosen before the foundation of the world we must have a conscious awareness of his presence and like the story of the child i just explained to you i just illustrated to you if anywhere there is a lack of god's presence where we are feeling a vacuum where we are unable to have a conscious realization of god's presence the problem lies with the direction we are looking at we have turned away from him we have looked away from him we have divorced and cut off our life and our existence from him we are not aware of him because we are looking away from him as you are listening to this podcast in the love of god i invite each one of you to turn to him that is what bible calls repentance just as the child is crying loud because he is unaware of the mother who is with him all the while just behind him he just needs to look back turn make an about turn and look to the face of the ever present mother in the same manner we just have to turn to him repent and realize his presence in our lives and be changed in this identity of ours in Jesus our messiah may god bless us with these words praise the lord welcome to the church of god central west region ype podcasts welcome to part 6 of our new podcast series our identity in jesus our messiah while studying this subject while trying to get a grip of these eternal life changing truths i can say it is very difficult to summarize and bring these truths in just a handful of podcasts this series would be too long but still i trust in the grace of the lord to cover at least the most important portions and aspects related to our identity in christ last two parts last two episodes we focused on our identity as chosen in jesus today let's look at the next aspect and be stirred in our hearts by this new facet of our identity in jesus our messiah Ephesians 1:5 let me read it to you He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself according to the kind intention of his will 
all that is happening in this chapter all that is described in this chapter is because of the kind intention our god is so kind so merciful so loving his intentions are so pure and holy and so great and in his kind intention he predestined us he just shows us the word predestined is a word which has created a lot of theological controversies and none of those controversies are being made part of this devotion because this is a devotional podcast and here i would like to bring your attention and focus on truths which will stir your heart to a greater devotion to jesus and surely the study of the word predestination and predestined would take us to greater heights in devotion greater heights in love and awe to god and god scriptures but our focus is especially on the identity part who we are in jesus our messiah we are chosen in him we are predestined in him chosen and predestined go together so god made it come to pass in such a manner that his choice would succeed and how did he make it come to pass what is the role of a response to this choice does it matter such questions remain and maybe if the lord's coming tarries we can look into such theological questions in some other series but here look at the purpose of predestination the purpose of predestining us choosing us is very evident in verse 4 and the manner in which god brings about his purposes to pass his choice to succeed is given in verse 5 he predestined us to adoption as sons dear brothers and sisters this choice this predestined state or this predestination takes us to the next facet of our identity in christ it is the identity we find in our adoption we are adopted in jesus our messiah so we are adopted as sons and speaking about adoption we may think what does it signify what does it actually mean why not sons and daughters here we must understand the greco roman idea of adoption and sonship the future heir of a great rich man would always be his son not his daughter 
the son is the privileged one to whom all the inheritance will be passed off at the passing away of the father so when we are assigned and designed and called as sons as adopted sons paul is trying to convey the meaning that we are adopted into god's family as sons and we are heirs we are inheritors of all divine privileges all that which belongs to god's only begotten son jesus about whom we read in john 3:16 it becomes also ours except the divinity except the uniqueness of jesus all the rest all the privileges of sonship becomes ours in jesus our messiah according to romans 8:28 onwards he is our elder brother and we are predestined to be confirmed to his image as younger brothers and sisters but the language of sons is exclusively used to show the distinct privilege of a son over a daughter in the first century so we are not just chosen in jesus we are adopted in jesus and our standing in the family is so precious so great that in verse 6 we read to the praise of the glory of his grace which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved underline in the beloved we have already seen the meaning of to the praise of the glory of his grace here i am trying to show the importance and significance of the phrase in the beloved if i wanted to convey this truth in a greater and better clearer manner just look at the title of our podcast our identity in jesus our messiah but if we just take verse 6 we could rephrase rewrite the title as our identity in the beloved how come we were chosen how come we were predestined how come we were adopted all of that boils down to one word grace and grace alone it is all of grace it's all about grace it's all because of grace and in this language and beauty of grace which becomes ours grace is god's character god's beauty it shows who god is it shows his nature at the same time it shows the unmerited favor which becomes ours god looking on fallen human beings favorably is something which no human mind can grasp god is favorable to me he is freely giving me something he is bestowing me he is showering me with his gifts he is showering me with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places on what account on what basis based on what logic 
I am a child of Adam with sinful flesh condemned to hell born in sin living in sin dying in sin without the gospel I am double worthy of hell all the way headed to hell deserving only wrath and punishment from a holy God because even one sin that which I committed deserves infinite and eternal punishment because it is committed against an infinite and holy being which is God himself I have broken every one of his commands I have rebelled against him and how in the world can he bestow grace upon me how in the world knowing all that I would do all the sins that I would commit in my life would he chose me even before the foundation of the world how in the world would he predestine me and adopt me make me the privileged heir of his inheritance how in the world how come he would do that all that boils down to one word that is grace and again the question remains why me why grace shown in abundance to me the answer is according to the grace which he has freely bestowed on us the answer is in the beloved God had only one beloved son that is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ the second person in the Trinity he was the only beloved unto God and because we are placed in this beloved we are united to this beloved spiritually we have become a part of this beloved in the words of Jesus he is the true vine John 15 verses 1 onwards and we are the branches just because we have been grafted into Jesus just we have, because we have been grafted into the true vine by virtue of becoming joined and united to the only beloved son of God that is Jesus we are accepted we are beloved to him and the father looks us at us just as he looks at Jesus let me bring my words to a conclusion dear brothers and sisters we are beloved to the father we are beloved to him we are precious to him dear brothers and sisters we are so valuable to him because we are accepted we are included in the beloved we are beloved to him in Jesus we are beloved we are chosen in Christ Jesus we are predestined in Jesus our Messiah we are adopted in Jesus our Messiah and now we are beloved in him we are precious to him oh what a privilege if only we could bask in the glory of these privileges and if only we could realize the greatness of these privileges we would be worshiping him we would be praising him just like Paul blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed me with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places may God bless us with these words of the scriptures Maranatha our Jesus is coming soon Amen and Amen Praise the Lord Welcome to the Church of God Central West Region YPE Podcasts Blessed be the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Glad to address my dear brothers and sisters 
through this podcast series made available through the yp app we are now in part 7 of our series on our identity in jesus our messiah i hope and pray the last six parts have been a blessing to all of you we have been going slow and steady and i hope to cover the various aspects of identity given till verse 14 of chapter 1 ephesians now we have only reached up to verse 6 today in the seventh part we are going to look at the next facet of our identity in jesus let me read to you ephesians 1 verse 7 in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace in the last podcast we looked at our identity as one of being accepted precious and beloved in jesus because jesus is beloved to the father because jesus is is his only beloved son and because we are in jesus by virtue of our transformation by the power of the gospel we are fallen adamic children we have many weaknesses we are besetted by sins and there are a lot of areas in life which needs big colossal changes but we are work in progress we are in the process of transformation god who has begun the good work in us is able and mighty to complete in us that work till the day of christ so being rest assured in these truths we can say becoming and being a part of christ being included in jesus our messiah makes us beloved and how did this happen what is the reason for making me one worthy of hell as one worthy and beloved in god's sight yes it's because i am in jesus and how did i become one in jesus how did i get included in this reality of being in Jesus our messiah that is unraveled and demystified and opened up in the verse that we read all this came to pass this eternal purpose this great plan of god this predestination this privilege which god thought best to bestow on us all this became ours because of the cross the cross is the reason for this 
the reason that we received grace the reason that we are loved by him the reason that he chose us in love in love he predestined us why he loved me the bible doesn't give any response that we would love to give like some common classical responses that theologians give god loved me god chose me because he saw that i will respond to his gospel so for knowing knowing beforehand that i would respond he loved me so based on my response based on my choice he loved me that is the classical answer which some theologians give but that is not the answer which bible gives he loved me just because he loved me he loved me because it was his plan and his purpose and it was his kind intention he doesn't reveal any specific reasons for choosing me out of all others around me out of the many in my family out of out of the many among my colleagues he specifically chose me because it was his kind pleasure it was his kind intention and he poured grace upon me and in the beloved i am also beloved to him how did this come to pass how did this apply to me how was this possible how on earth could an heir of hell become an heir of heaven the answer lies in verse 7 in him we have redemption through his blood in jesus our messiah we are redeemed we are redeemed it means we are blood bought it is a costly redemption it was a redemption bought with blood the very blood which flowed from the cross for god to create the entire universe it took him just a matter of seconds it took him just an utterance to bring into existence things out of nothing everything out of nothing to heal people even to raise the dead it didn't take much it didn't cost much to god in the old testament but in this ultimate revelation of god in jesus christ beyond the partial revelations of the old testament in the final full and final revelation of god found in jesus we see the immense price that had to be paid for our redemption a costly redemption redeemed by the blood bought by the blood blood bought redemption in jesus our messiah dear brothers and sisters how much do we value this cross today we are full of crossless magnifications and imaginations of a religion sold in the religious marketplace christianity has become just another religion without christ without cross full of empty religiosity and empty 
selfish ends in midst of such a man centered selfish christianity selfish gospel i bring your attention to the cross centered christ centered eternal gospel which transforms men into their god intended image and likeness which restores to them the image that was lost in the garden and not only that more than that which brings man into such an intimate face to face fellowship with god that he becomes beloved to god accepted loved forgiven that is what verse 7 is particularly pointing out the redemption through the blood on the cross when jesus died for our sins do you know what happened it's not just about the physical agony the physical agony was real it was painful it was a dastardly act and it was unimaginable pain incomparable to any other suffering any other human being suffered this suffering lies in company unrivaled by anything else such was the immense suffering that jesus underwent we cannot deny that we cannot belittle that but we must understand the reality of the cross is something more deeper and more greater on the cross how did the redemption happen how did the blood bought redemption actually work out for that we must go into second corinthians 521 that is a beautiful description about the events the spiritual happenings of the cross he who knew no sin became sin so that we could become the righteousness of god how come i got accepted how come grace reached me a sinner bound to hell it all happened because when jesus died on the cross the perfect god man he who knew no sin he who committed no sin who had no deceit in his mouth perfect spotless blemishless lamb of god as he died on the cross and shed his blood that precious blood that sinless blood on my behalf what happened actually is narrated in second corinthians 5:21 his righteousness his active obedience his sinless life was accounted on my behalf as if i lived the life that jesus lived and my sins were counted on jesus behalf as if jesus was a sinner he did not sin but he was counted as if he sinned and because of this great exchange the righteousness of jesus became mine through his blood through the cross through this great exchange on the cross god's righteousness was counted on my behalf and i became god's righteousness the blood bought this redemption wherein jesus took my shame took my suffering took the wrath of god on himself and saved me from god not just saved me from hell but redemption through the blood 
shows us to the deeper truth that salvation is essentially salvation from God and his wrath because without the gospel without the cross without the redemption of the blood without this great exchange i am all the way going to hell and not only that i am a recipient of god's wrath and i will always be tormented in eternal hell because god's wrath is poured out on every human soul that has sinned the only solution is the gospel in him we have redemption through his blood so look at this beautiful picture in him we are chosen in him we are predestined in him we are adopted in him we are beloved and now the fifth one in him we are redeemed through his blood may god bless us with these words meditate on these truths let these truths transform our lives once for and for all may god bless us with these words amen praise the lord welcome to the church of god central west region ype podcasts hello and welcome to this new podcast on our identity in jesus our messiah till this point we have looked through ephesians chapter 1 and identified who we are in jesus our messiah at least five different characteristics of our being us being in jesus that not only that we are blessed in him we are chosen in him we are predestined in him we are adopted in him we are redeemed and forgiven in him as we look through ephesians 1 verse 3 onwards as we unravel these identities we must understand that in the christian life these truths help us to stand firm in every storm dear child of god no need to be worried no need to be stressed out because who we are in jesus makes all the difference and we can rest assured in this fact in this truth in this revelation that in him we are all that we can aspire to be we are all that god intended us to be we are really blessed in jesus our messiah in this final podcast i would bring to close the scattered thoughts we gathered and gleaned from ephesians chapter 1 verses 3 onwards from 8 onwards we see a next segment further explanation of what we have already pondered and thought about that in the fullness of time god's intention god's purposes 
by placing us in Christ in the future when all things reach its climax and culmination God will bring about his final picture his final product his final fulfilled plan when god does that we will know how great and marvelous was god's plan god's plan and its intentions are hinted throughout the letter to ephesians in chapter 1 verses 10 with the view of an administration suitable to the fullness of time that is the summing of, of all things in christ things in heaven and things on earth in him so right now a believer a child of god is in christ but there comes a time in the future when everything will find its culmination in jesus when all the creation will reach the full purpose for which it was created it's true right now the creation is under a curse it has fallen there is sickness there is suffering there is pain there is failure there is all kinds of conflict friction all around us we have messed it up very badly but we as individuals being reconciled through the cross of christ through the redemption we becoming part of christ we becoming in christ being placed in christ we are the first fruits we are the first group of people we are the select few people who enjoy what is going to happen in fullness in the future right now in the present in the future everything will be restored god will fully display his plan his accomplished plan before the universe at that time everything will fall into place but before all that right now in the present we are enjoying that future experience within us by being in Christ how this is possible how can we taste the future in the present how can we experience the blessings the great restoration and great fulfillment that is going to happen right in the present how can we experience it in the present it is just because all these things all these blessings which we are experiencing in christ is because the holy spirit has been poured upon us the holy spirit has been given to us verse 13 onwards in him you also after listening the message of truth the gospel of your salvation having also believed you were sealed in him with the holy spirit of promise 
which is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory so god has a big plan in view he's working on his plan he has done everything that needs to be done on the cross the last words on the cross it is finished tetelestai god has accomplished it it needs just to unravel in time it just needs to come out in full force and full application in time god will bring about to pass bring that about to pass god will accomplish his purpose in all clarity and fullness very soon but before that in the present in this fallen world in this trouble filled pain filled world the gift of the holy spirit helps us to experience the future realities in the present itself that is why in ephesians 2:10 it is said we are his workmanship or in other words masterpiece created in christ jesus we are god's masterpiece the final masterpiece is about to be revealed very soon all this will come to pass the curtains will fall on this present age and a new age will dawn but even before that in this present age we can experience all god's blessings as a foretaste a glimpse of it a taste of it because god has given us a pledge of what we are going to experience of our inheritance in the future when god will redeem all that belongs to him including us right now he has redeemed our spirits he is working in us but our bodies are still in the fle- uh, still fleshly still in the earthly realm our bodies need to be redeemed our bodies need to be glorified there comes a future where will we where we will experience this redemption in a wholesome manner where our bodies will also be redeemed where there will be no sickness there will be no sin in the body a future aspect a future culmination where god's masterpiece which we are will become god's possession in full sense in full meaning where god will redeem redeem his possession in all its fullness where we will become body soul spirit all his where the creation will be restored today's depravity today's corruption will give way to glory and restoration so there comes a time when the redemption will be complete when the restoration will be complete when everything that belongs to god the rightful owner will be returned where every satanic influence on people on his creation or satanic dominion on creation on this world will be cancelled and everything will become as god intended it to be there comes such a time we are looking forward to such a time where a new heaven and earth the righteousness reigns where god's kingdom is revealed in all its fullness emerges out of the shadows that is our hope we are just not having such a hope as a wishful thinking 
we can experience that hope in the present if not in all its essence all its fullness but in part in part we can experience that because he has given us his holy spirit he has sealed us with his holy spirit saying and proclaiming and revealing with all guarantee god is giving the guarantee that we belong to him and we will become his forever in all sense in the soon dawning future as we come to a close in this meditation series are we grounded on this affirmation that we belong to Christ are we grounded on this truth that Jesus is the person in whom we find our identity if we have found our identity in Jesus let me assure you all god's future blessings and future redemption and restoration in fullness is our present experience through the holy spirit thirst for the holy spirit so that these truths which you have listened throughout this podcast series becomes more real and real to you and you can say with me that my identity is holy and solely found in Jesus our messiah god bless all of us with these unchanging eternal truths